Mercury is communication, Mars is libido and drive and ambition. Mm-hmm. Can you go through Mars is that? Can you go through the all of the planets? Yeah. And so, what they well, we can yeah. So first and foremost we have the sun, mm-hmm. which is not a planet, but we call it a planet in astrology. Mm-hmm. If you if mm-hmm. that's like very disturbing to people, we can call it a celestial body and just be done with it. Mm-hmm. Um but its role is to show the truth. And it is the biggest, brightest star and it during the day, it blows out all of the other planets, right? So we can't even see them during the day. And it's just the sun, what we're doing on a day-to-day basis, how we're living our life. And then the moon, as the moon, you know, as the sun begins to set and the moon comes up, we start reflecting on all of those truths and those experiences. And we're thinking, okay, what did I do over the course of a day? What, did I like how I was being treated? Did I like how I was treating others? Did I like my activities? And the moon is that reflective emotional processing mm. of our daytime activities. And likewise, the moon reflects the sun. So it only is shining to us what the sun already provided it. So the moon is always working in relation to the sun. So these these two planets work like, you know, they are bonded perpetually in astrology, mm. but one is sort of the action and then one is the reflection. So then we have Mercury, who is the communication. So Mercury goes to the moon and says, the moon is like, I'm feeling not very good about this. Mm. And then Mercury is like, don't worry, let me communicate that to you. Sometimes Mercury and the moon work really nicely together. Mm. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes the moon is like, my feelings are hurt. And then Mercury comes through and is cold and you know, aloof and does not do a good job reflecting the vulnerability of the moon, sometimes vice versa. But that is Mercury's primary function. Venus's primary function is to remind us that we love to be in love. And that is a very indulgent purpose. Sometimes when people are first starting their journey into astrology, they'll look at Venus and say, oh, this is like my ideal soulmate. But Venus is more hedonistic than that. You know, it's sort of like our projection of what we if, how we want to be courted. Mm. But again, if we want to know how we're going to feel, we need to look to the moon and make sure that we're being, our emotions are being treated well. Mm. So that's Venus. Then we have Mars, who is action and determination and libido and sex and different from Venus. Venus is like, you know, is, is wants to be fanned, not fucked. You know, mm. it's like, it wants to be tr- massaged and oiled mm-hmm. up, but it doesn't want to be like fornicated. Mm. That's like too aggressive and creepy for Mar- for Venus. That's mm. Mars fully. So then we have Jupiter. So then we have this like crazy asteroid belt. And then when we emerge from it, we have giant Jupiter mm. who is just completely, it's like, it's lawless out there past the asteroid belt. Planets look weird. They're doing big things. They mm. have much longer orbits. So Jupiter Mm. takes a year to go through a sign. Its orbit is 12 years total. Mm. And Jupiter is expansion, philosophy, education, but it basically just, it's it's also like gambling and casinos and like excess. It blows up everything in a good way. It, It enlarges it. Whereas Saturn is constriction. Saturn is, represents the father. It's us going to bed early. It's us doing our job. It's our payroll. It's you know, it's, it's us being very responsible. So when we go through our Saturn return, when we're in our late 20s, is when we're learning how to become our own father, astrologically. It's, our, it's a big rite of passage. Mm. So then it gets even weirder. Then we get into Neptune, which is dreams oh, and illusion and fantasy and the entertainment industry. It's also, you know, it's the misty fog of spirituality. It's basically everything that's like very 
is it real or is it not real? That's Mm. the Neptune concept, which is why it's the entertainment industry. And then Uranus, which is progress and innovation and rebellion and revolution. Uranus also rules earthquakes. So it is that sort of like tectonic plate shattering, like, oh my God, we're going, we're in a different progressive state of mind now. We're having, we're rebelling, we're having a revolution, whatever it is. It's technology as well. And then finally, Pluto, who is no longer a planet anymore, but we still count him because he has a big deal function, which is that he rules transformation. He represents the underworld, the underbelly. His journey is 240 years long. So 2020, I mean, as soon as I say that, those, that combination of (laughs) numbers together, I feel like I'm already like, (laughs) it's like very soapbox doomsday, but it is really crazy that the year of the election is going to be when Pluto returns for the United States from the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.